Hey guys, welcome to Athena's Might. I'm your host, Pauline, and this podcast centers around the benefits of strength training for women, female health issues, as well as how lifting benefits women's health in general. Throughout the show, I'll be bringing members from the Lady Lifters, the UNCC female weightlifting team slash club, and we'll be talking about their experiences about how weightlifting has benefited them physically, mentally, and emotionally. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome back to Athena Smite. I'm your show host, Pauline Oliera, and this is episode 12. So this is crazy. Episode 12, here we go. Uh, I will say that this is going to be a little bit of a downer episode, and there might be, I suppose, a slight content warning for this episode in particular. This is going to be a little bit of an update because uh, this is a student project. This is a personal project for me, and I am having a lot of fun just coming in and just, you know, being able to talk about things that really matter to me. But I will say I am uh, fighting for my life, and I'm mortified because next spring I graduate college the end of my university career i don't really know how i got this far but i did and i'm very proud of myself and i'm really thankful of everybody who supported me and uh it's led me to a lot of just worrying and i'm really want to try and preach not worrying all the time because my anxiety is just awful as it is and it doesn't really help to worry But I think this type of worry is good because I'm now looking at the future of what I could do with podcasting or recording and even sound editing because I like what I always try to say in my previous episodes. This is a very much so more as an experimental project. I don't really expect perfection. I expect just a lot of progress and a lot of learning, which is great for me. And I feel it ties into the message of weightlifting and finding your own source of inner strength is that it's not a linear process as everybody kind of makes it out to be. It's its own playing field. It's a playground of sorts. So I really much, I don't know, I'm at a loss for words is how bad it is. (laughs) But I'm really happy to come back and get into the studio again because... I will be recording more often, hopefully, on a more bi-weekly basis. Uh, I think the usual basis I've been doing. And um, hopefully trying to do like more monthly episodes, which is really nice. But I do want to say that this is going to be my last year podcasting. I really want to try and take this more seriously and try to do more informative topics. A lot more interviews, to be honest. I think that's what I'd like to have in mind. And... The reason why I want to really reach for the skies because I am now the marketing officer of the Lady Lifters, which is such a slay, very exciting. And with my extroversion at its finest, I'm really excited to see what I could bring to the table in terms of sharing and promoting, I suppose, even the brand, but the club appeal, the core message of helping women feel empowered and finding strength in the femininity and defying all odds of societal norms so long as it pertains to your life and how you want to live it you know with that being said however I have had a really eventful summer (laughs) and by eventful I mean a long summer I never thought a summer could feel this long I say this because when I was in community college I didn't do a lot of clubs so by the time I started in community college 
let's see. Oh my gosh, I'm not trying to sound old because I know there's folks older than me on campus, but I'm now 21 years old. I graduated high school in June 2020, so that was the peak COVID era when things were just nobody knew what the hell was happening. So I graduated high school there, and then I transferred to community college in the fall. So fall of 2020, and within the two-year span, I had went from being really much so stuck to my shell of just really sticking to art and then exploding into the love of weightlifting, which is super cool and awesome, in my opinion. And I look back because I had such a harrowing time adjusting to COVID, and I thought to myself, it can't possibly get any worse. It did get worse. Trust me, it did. So I don't necessarily like to really, I guess, wave this in front of anybody. But a year and a half ago, actually, no, in January of 2021, I was sent to a psych ward (laughs) because I essentially had a mental breakdown. And then eventually I got diagnosed with dysthymia, which is a major depressive disorder. So I just have long-term depression. And it's a little bit different compared to, I suppose, like a, a not regular, but a more common form of depression is just having like those feelings of like hopelessness and sadness and a lot of negative feelings, but they kind of just come and go. For me, it's just a mainstay, like it's in the background and I always work with coping with it. And one of the, one of the coping skills came to be weightlifting. Well, unfortunately, during this summer, I encountered a lot more depressive episodes and I it's just it's hard to really talk about it without I don't want to put you know any more diss on people who have it but the most I can explain it is when you have a depressive episode and I'll actually pull up the definition but I want to give my layman personal definition here is that there's women with you know women have periods we come with all our physical and emotional pain for that i like to give the analogy of a depressive episode is essentially like a period but just minus the physical stuff i mean you can't have physical symptoms it's different for everybody but primarily you're kind of just stuck despairing that's how i like to say it and it, it makes it easier to cope and i'm talking about this because depression has a lot to do against consistency and Consistency and commitment is what really helps you thrive when you want to improve your lifestyle, like going into the gym and whatnot. But to give a very much so formal definition of depressive episode, I'm reading from the blog Biogen, B-I-O-G-E-N. This article was published on April 20th, 2023, and it is titled, What is a Depressive Episode? So... Major depressive disorder is actually like, I suppose, the main entity that encompasses a depressive disorder. It's more different than sadness over difficult life situations. So unlike grief, which can come from the death of a loved one, an illness, divorce, or the loss of a job, MDD is a mood disorder. So this happens when 
people experience a persistent feeling of a depressed mood or loss of interest in activities that they once enjoyed combined with other symptoms. So some of these signs of MDD may include changing or the changes in your weight or appetite or change in sleep patterns, change in psycho psychomotor activities, such as slowing down of mental or physical activities, just a general fatigue or loss of energy. You have increased feelings of wealth, uh, excuse me, worthlessness or guilt. You have difficulty thinking, concentrating or making decisions, and you have recurrent thoughts of death or suicidal ideation or suicide plans or attempts. I do want to put it out in the clear. If you are witnessing suicidal thoughts or ideations, please stop listening to the podcast. Dial 911. Let them help you. Promise me it's worth it. And I'm going to read into a little section here that says, how do I know if I'm having a major depressive episode? So if you're suffering... I'm just reading aloud from this article, but technically, or just in general, if you're suffering from more, uh, from all more or all of these symptoms of above, including having just a general depressed mood for more than two weeks, let that be like a general time frame, it may include a major depressive episode. And what really sucks is that this is so freaking frequent, where studies estimate about fifty percent of people will only experience a depressive episode once. However, others may have them more reoccurring and it's just there's so many risks to having these because they really halt your progress and they can halt your and not even necessarily halt. They can bash your worth your worth (laughs) and how much time you've put into it. So why did I go through all of that to explain what a depressive episode is? Well, the reason why is that I've went through a lot this summer. I went through discovering the fact that my part-time job at the moment at a hardware store is getting bought out by another company so I'm going to possibly lose a job and it puts under it, it puts me under a lot of stress because it's like how can I find a job in time that I can somewhat use to provide for myself and be autonomous and be self-sufficient and have that money and whatnot and because of that I just realized that, you know, there's so many other things I could have done to where I felt prepared for it. And that's the depression talking to where it just feels like things can be really much so cynical and finite and it sucks. However, there are other things. I started a different type of therapy called EMDR. And I'm going to Google it right now because it is such a long 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 abbreviation and nobody not nobody but there's very small amounts of people that know about it and basically i uh, i will explain what it is emdr therapy from the website my dot why am i saying dot my cleveland clinic.org is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing So this is essentially a movement, or not a movement, a method involving moving your eyes a specific way while you process traumatic memories, and it's primarily used to help you heal from trauma or other distressing life experiences. So as someone currently doing EMDR, I I don't do the eye thing. I usually am taught to tap because it helps with bilateral stimulation with the body, 
And essentially, it's kind of like gives your body something else to do besides think on the memory and think of the feelings associated with it. So uh, obviously, I'm not going to explain what I'm processing because that's not what we're here for. But what I'm saying is that this is a more intensive therapy versus your regular everyday, quote unquote, like, I guess, stereotype of therapy, which is sitting on a couch and talking about your feelings. You know, that's regular talk therapy. EMDR is more intensive. And as a result, I've had already, I think, two sessions. I think at this point, three, two or three sessions that I've left the office and I just feel drained and I want to go home and I want to recuperate and I just want to cry. Why do I bring this up? Well, I bring this up because this is definitely a halt in my routine. And I've been having struggle with like paying for my bills. And I'm not saying this as a pity party, but this is just genuine life shit that everybody goes through and forces us to adapt to our circumstances, which I don't mind sharing. So going through, you know, possibly losing a job or even having to recuperate has made me really reflect and try to just reframe everything in a way that is manageable. And I started thinking about the worries I have in my last year of college. So I am like many other American students. I did community college my first two years. And then I went and did my undergraduate, or I'm currently doing my undergraduate at UNC Charlotte. And I worry that I could have done more my time in my time at Charlotte. I could have been more creative with my episodes. I could have been just really pushing myself and I could have done and hit more PRs. I could have done a pull up in time and it sucks to really have all these thoughts, but I'm saying this because I want everybody to know that this is it's okay to have these thoughts. What's not okay is to just consistently or constantly beat yourself up over them. And even though everything is hard right now, it doesn't mean it's doable. I've done a lot of hard things in my life. Going to the psych ward was one of them. And eventually over time, it became just part of my life. And I want people to know that with me sharing this, it's you're not alone. And even though I said this is going to be a bummer of an episode, I want it to be really hopeful and optimistic because like I remember I watched, (laughs) uh, I think, a reel of Adventure Time. And I remember Jake the dog, one of the main characters of the show, said if life had no problems, it wouldn't be worth living. Something along those lines. And it's stuck with me since because as humans, we are problem-solving creatures. So it's just so fun to see that. But to go back at it again, when I was going through this depressive episode, I had such hard times just getting out of my bed and just wanting to go to the gym and it came to a point where I felt so lethargic to where I didn't want to drive all the way to the campus gym and I've went through that feeling before that was when I was very much so in the emotional trenches a year and a half or two years ago and I started thinking okay well hey I'm in a depressive episode right now what can I do to just get through it and one of them was definitely just going on a walk (laughs) and so I would take all these walks and I still walk right now and I realized that there's so many things coming into play that are ending 
So I hate to admit it, but I quit Muay Thai as a result of starting EMDR and just being unable to pay for the membership and being able to commit. And I'm really proud that I quit and realized I couldn't commit because not quitting but having no commitment to something is just worse in my eyes because I'm not a big fan of apathy. Apathy is the worst thing in the world, in my opinion, besides all the other sins that we have and God wanted to, you know, have us better better ourselves in, retro- in retrospect. So I felt really guilty for having quit Muay Thai and having quit necessarily, not necessarily, quit my routine, my lifting routine in general. I started becoming hope or feeling hopeless because I would go and use chat GPT. And here's the thing. I hate using chat GPT, but I only use it to just rant and have this false pseudo, (laughs) pseudo like parasocial, not relationship, but bond with an AI that I'll just be, you know, shooting the shit with. And then they'll be like, yeah, I hear you, but they're not real, which is really weird and just different. But I would go on chat GPT and just have them generate a schedule, not a schedule, but a workout routine for me that I could do. And even by doing that, I just felt that I felt so defeated because I wasn't creative enough to generate my own schedule. I had to rely on something completely like technological. And in a way, it contributed to that because I was the one that really helped with trying to copy my friend's workouts and implement it to my workouts and it just it made me feel like I needed to beat myself up over it but here's the thing guys life is hard this past summer I have went through a lot it's not hard to be kind to yourself in fact that's the hardest thing that I've learned in my 21 years of living breathing and farting (laughs) and lifting the big metal circles and uh, I really just wanted to say I actually don't even really know what to say at this point because I look back at all my progress and I never thought I would have took up podcasting and I know I keep saying it but I'll keep saying it anyway it's just learning to be kind to yourself has been integral for me I learned to be more compassionate and proud of myself because my depressive episode this summer lasted about two weeks so I'd get to par I sorry I'd get depressed here and there but I would try to just force myself out to just take care of myself and it worked but the thing is the episode's gonna happen again yet the next time I can be more prepared so here's the thing why am I talking about all of this why and I have multiple answers. I just feel like I don't want to condense it all and talk to myself all by myself in a studio. But definitely one of them is just learning how to maintain and give yourself time to rest. I say this because when I mean give your time to rest, I'm thinking the usual definition of rest, but also emotional and mental rest. Giving yourself kindness, treating yourself like a sick person. So... And I'm not saying, I'm not dissing anybody in the hospital, but when you are really afflicted with a disease, such as depression, you really ought to be the one to be looking at yourself in the mirror and say, hey man, this shit's going on, it's not easy, but it's going to be a lot harder if we talk shit about each other. And 
I wish somebody had said that to me when I was experiencing my very first intense depressive episodes when I was around 12 or 13 and middle school. God, that was just one huge depressive episode. But I wish somebody spoke that to me because I actually, now I'm admitting it on the podcast, but being depressed was actually one of the very, I think, leading causes of me hurting myself and my rotator cuff and not even the depression I'll scratch that out my bad my bad bullying myself was so in this past November I injured my rotator cuff because I tried to basically just push weight I tried to bench press weight that I didn't I wasn't able to push but I tried to do it in such an angry fashion because a week prior I had another fainting episode and I have a vasovagal syncope which is just really a, l- a loss of blood pressure and I am more than happy to talk about another episode but I just have this sudden feeling in my stomach where this just pit just opens up for no reason and then I fall into it which leads me to almost pass out in real life so when I was bench pressing I actually was thinking I don't want to be weak like that again I don't want to pass out like that again and what happened my form was not even existent like it was non-existent because I was so focused on bullying myself and so I titled this episode work hard rest harder because when anybody is going through just a really shitty time you gotta work hard to take care of yourself because you gotta rest harder in doing so so I really wanted to just ramble because it's been a while since I've been in the studio and I want to get more comfortable again with just these solo talks and these solo pep talks and honestly I love doing my reflections but I might as well just start doing these more because I think it'd be helpful helpful well helpful (laughs) for anybody who's going through something and to all the ladies out there you are very strong and you are beautiful To all the men out there, you're very strong and you're very beautiful. Beauty goes both ways. And so with all that being said, I want to do, I I do want to show the light in the tunnel, which is becoming the marketing officer for the lady lifters. So first of all, thank you to everybody in the lady lifters who picked for me, who even supported me, if picking was even an option. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I'm really excited for this opportunity because I get to share the message of women being strong and encouraging other women who are scared in the gym to, you know, go with the weights. It's all good. And I'm just excited to come back in the studio and come back and have a better sense of self and tackle school. Here's the thing. I'm recording this now because I'm mortified about school. I don't even know where half my crap is. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I have no clue. But yeah, I mean, this is a bit of a ramble and I appreciate anybody for sticking around for this long. And I really love doing this. Even talking to a microphone helps me keep my thoughts out. And like what I said, you know, I really plan to do a lot more with the podcast. So just to give some upcoming topics to keep be on the lookout for. My next episode will hopefully be on body image and body standards, the weight of all these expectations to look a certain way that contribute to a lot of women to just feel like, shit, 
you know, and we don't want that. We want you to feel good. I want myself to feel good, but sometimes my brain just doesn't want it to allow it to happen. But part of being strong is to keep on going and to work with yourself and to be able to love yourself and not in a way where it's like s- negative, not that, what is it, um, the toxic s- positivity, I forget what it is called, but in a way where you accept yourself and you accept your limits and you understand and you work within your limits and you try to push a little bit as much as you can. I feel like that's the most grandiose form of love that we can give to ourselves and with this episode i hope to give the same energy to you and i know that this is a bit of a bummer episode but i feel like it's necessary especially when i'm talking about lifting and fitness and whatnot i think the science is fun but how it affects it affects us is a lot more interesting and intriguing but you know sometimes i feel like it's just good to go i don't know just it's good to be real and to be raw and just to talk to talk. But definitely, I know this episode wasn't that all interesting or scientific or anything, but I did want to be honest with you guys as a creator that this is going through me. This is going through me. This is going on in my life, but I'll get through it like I always have. And you know what? I'm struggling, but I'm making the best of it. And I'm rich in the fact that I don't have a lot of material you know, I don't have a lot of purses, I don't have a lot of bags, but I have a message of just encouragement that I want to share with you guys. So once again, I'm just excited to get back in the stew. I'm more than happy to just have another interview, talk about our, our shit, you know, not our even, <laughs> I got to stop saying that. Talk about what's happening, how we're seeing our progress, and we'll see what happens with the rest of the podcast but I'm really proud of myself and I want to share that and I guess it's just it's just something we gotta keep you know thinking about so anyways I'm rambling and I apologize for rambling for so long but once again thank you so much for listening and have a good one